Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. I want to just share with us how to get through uh, what you are going through. We all go through challenges, but not, not everyone knows how to manage them. Some drown, some are stuck, and so many others are able to rise out of the ashes of failure. So this morning, uh, God will help me with the time to just impart to us some kind of wisdom on how to handle the challenges of life. Look, that's what makes almost all of us equal. All men fail, but the great ones rise again. You will rise again. Some challenges uh, come at various seasons. You might be facing a hefty one, and your friend is facing a light one, but maybe he faced his own hefty one some months ago or some years ago. Some of us go through disappointments. People disappoint you. People do things that, you know, you wonder, why, why can't he do that? Why? You know, sometimes you are even disappointed in quote, in God. How can, I, how, can, how can this happen to me? I've been serving him for so long. I want to believe that the wisdom we'll be sharing this morning would help us a lot, okay? Uh, i try to do some slides, okay? So let's see how that works. Is that okay, Chris? Okay. I'm preaching to Chris this morning. Chris. How are you, Chris? Challenges are normal to live in, Chris. <laughs> Challenges are normal to live in. God intends that we're able to use such setbacks or situations as stepping stones to greater heights, thereby shaming the devil. Now, when we go through challenges, the enemy at times will rejoice. Ah, see her. She's down. Now, God's agenda is for us to overturn it at the end of the day, shame the devil. I love the way uh, Joseph puts it in Genesis 50. Let's run to Genesis 50 verse 19. Uh, we tried to look at the life of Joseph a bit in the early morning service today. And, you know, sometimes I feel for Joseph. <laughs> How can your brothers sell you, sell, like sold you? Not that they lied against you or they shouted at you. They sold you. Okay, do you have brothers? How many? Two, but they're younger. Oh, I wish they were older. But can you imagine your younger brothers selling you? Stand up, please, Ike. Let's sell Ike in this service. Now, can you imagine? Now, when they sell people in those days, slaves, the, the, the slave buyers, they want, the, you, you need to prove to them that it's worthy of that price. So they tell him to open your teeth. Oh, yeah. Because your dentition shows a lot about your health. And they, ah, you're not strong enough. If you want to hit you like that, you must. <laughs> and then that was what they were doing to Joseph. His brothers. And then you saw them collect money. Now, that is a recipe for bitterness. Vengeance and hatred. Thank you, Ike. But look at what he said. Genesis um, 19, uh, is it 15, 19, quickly. He said, Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. Because when, when God restored him, they were scared of him that this guy is going to kill us. He said, do not be afraid. Uh, am I in the place of God? Verse 20. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God has turned it for good. That's, that's the way he's looking at it. God meant it for good in order to bring about, uh, as it is this day, to save many people alive. 
Now, this perspective is, okay, is good for you to survive any trauma. That what the enemy meant for good will turn out for my major testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not that you meant it for evil and I'm here to repay you back. Verse, um, uh, verse 20. Uh, what did you do? I'm seeing verse 1 to 26. Wow. <laughs> okay. Verse 21, please. We're not going to go to 26. <laughs> okay. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he, comfort, I mean, he comforted them and spoke to them. That means that thing that we are going through ought not to end in bitterness. Or you don't allow bitterness uh, or hatred to fester. The enemy meant it for evil. But it will turn out for your breakthrough in the name of Jesus Christ. It takes wisdom to turn trials into testimonies. Or obstacles into stepping stones. Isaiah 33 verse 6. Isaiah 33 verse 6. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. It takes God's wisdom. It says wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times and strength of salvation. I know you are already saved, but to be sound, to be stable, to stay strong, you need wisdom and knowledge. Okay? Uh, when we go through heartaches, challenges, crises, Delays, detours, uh, it takes wisdom. Job 28, verse 9 and 10. Wisdom helps you to overturn mountains by the roots. <laughs> wisdom is able to uproot challenges or obstacles by the root. It says, he put his hands on the flint. He overturns the mountains by the root. Verse 10. He cuts out channels in the rocks and his eye sees every precious thing. What is that thing in verse 28? Verse 28, it says, where shall wisdom be found? And where, he said, and unto man he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Now, the catalog in Job 28 talks about the wisdom of God. What wisdom of God can do? It overturns mountains. So when you have a business mountain, a marital mountain, whatever challenge, there is a wisdom to overturn it from the roots. Wisdom is able to turn trials into testimonies. Say amen. Wisdom is able to uh, turn obstacles into stepping stones. So Joseph is saying, all the things that you guys did became a stepping stone for my victory. Became a stepping stone for the fulfillment of my destiny. So let's look at, look at some wisdom keys. Uh, wisdom key one. Wisdom key one. Uh, <laughs> Wisdom key one. I hope that's correct. Is that correct in English? It doesn't sound okay. Wisdom key. Wisdom key one. What should I, what should I have said? Wisdom one. First wisdom key. Okay, don't write it like that. Eh? First wisdom key. Hmm. Akika. Okay, now, the first thing you need to realize about life is... The problem is not the problem, but our attitude to the problem. Your attitude. Marital delay. What's your attitude? God has failed me. Nothing works in the Bible. I don't know what's happening to everything. I've prayed and fasted. What's your attitude? You're in prison like John the Baptist. Do you know John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, when he was baptizing Jesus, uh, he saw the Holy Spirit come as a dove on Jesus. And he heard, this is my 
beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The same John that said, I must decrease and he must, he knew that he was the savior. Prophetically, familiarly, he knew. Now, when he went through a challenge in prison, Joseph and Jacob, John, uh, I think that's in uh, Matthew 11 verse 2. Let's go to Matthew 11 2. John was now sending a message to Jesus to ask, are you, are you the one or should we look for another? The attitude. When John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, verse 3, and said to him, are you the coming one or do we, this is a problem. This is an attitude. I, I, I mean, and, 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 and it's as easy as it is. You can't be called the savior and I'm in prison. I mean, if you forget about other people, I'm even your cousin. If anybody will get a miracle on time, it should be me. Are you the one or do we look for another? Verse uh, 4. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and you see. Verse 5. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. That is, signs and wonders are still happening. Now, verse 6. And blessed is he who is not what? Now, that word offense is your major enemy. He was offended. How can you be my savior, my senior cousin, and I'm in prison? What, what, what is that? Are you the one or should we look for another? What is your attitude to that problem? He was almost questioning Jesus. And some of us do it. Some people threaten God. If you don't do this thing by August ending, I've been serving you for 35 and a half years now. I calculated it from my primary school days. When I got, when my mother took me to church, now, I, if you don't do it by August, I will marry any man I see in September. You are threatening God. He himself can even push somebody to you that is not okay. I mean, sorry about that. Look at the attitude. And blessed is he. Blessed. Don't get offended. Because the problem is never on his side. But look at these other guys. I just love them. Acts 16 verse 22. So what is your attitude to the problem? What is your attitude? Acts 16 22. Then the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes. And commanded them to be beaten with rods. <laughs> verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes on them. They threw them into prison. Commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Verse 24, having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were what? Wow. Do you know, sir, that John the Baptist could have prayed? I mean, we, 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 nobody, nobody remembers that. You're asking, are you the one? What do you really want? Is it not better to have said, Please tell Jesus, I'm in prison. I spoke wrongly to the king. It's my mistake, but I need mercy. The story will be different. Because everyone that asks for mercy, obtained a miracle. They started praying. They did not just pray. They sang hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Verse 26. Suddenly, this could have happened to John the Baptist, believe me. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and the, and the middle all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Somebody's coming out of prison. Another one was beheaded. What is your choice? So the problem is not... The prison was not the problem. 
It was the attitude that was the problem. He didn't pray. Just say, he just went to, now go and ask him, is he really a miracle worker or should I expect another? Instead of you to ask for a miracle. So the wisdom key there. Um, yeah, the problem is there. But what is your attitude? Are you, are you, are you like, you know, offended in God? Some people get offended even in church. Some even ask the pastor, are you sure you are you're a miracle worker? Or should you go and meet the herbalists they've been talking to me about? Yeah. I've been coming to this church now for the last three and a half years. Me, I need miracle. What do you want to talk about? this teaching, 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 teaching. I need signs and wonders. Nah. And if you don't do it today, I'll just go. Ah, nobody can blame me. Hmm. No, don't, don't be offended. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. Beware of offenses. Um, wisdom key two. Second wisdom key. Instead of being offended, close up the cracks before it gets worse. Are you hearing me, sir? Did it get worse for John the Baptist or not? We thought the prison was the worst case. Nobody, if he knew that they can behead him, he won't talk like that. Many people that are offended, what they don't know is that something worse can happen. Some people begin to misbehave. Like, ah, how can I be in this predicament? If you don't work on that thing now, it will get worse. Close up the cracks on time. Acts chapter 12, from verse 1 to 5. Let's go, let's go, let's go to Acts chapter 12. Close up the cracks. Of, uh, close up the cracks. Close up the cracks. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Verse 2. Then he killed James, the brother of John. This is not God's plans. An enemy did it. It's not God. But you, you can't be blaming God. What you want to do is to close up the cracks. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Verse 3. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of the 11th. He wanted to kill Peter also. While well, you are still, you know, getting offended, reacting to your pastor or to people, the matter can get worse in your hand. Verse 4, so when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Verse 5, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but, but, somebody say but. So say bet. Is it but or bet? <laughs> eh, what, what is the answer? Grandma, grandma, grandma queen. <laughs> but constant prayer was what? Close the cracks on time. If they were still, how can James die? A whole apostle. Where was God? What did we do? Why you are saying that? They will kill Peter. That was what happened to John the Baptist. The next thing was beheaded. Now, my question is, or my answer is, <laughs> if Paul and Silas can come out of prison, if Peter can come out of prison, even Joseph came out. Sorry. Even Joseph. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> came out of prison, then John the Baptist could have come out of prison. So the problem is not the problem. Poverty, lack of money, delays, is not the problem. It's my attitude to it. And you're going to come out. I said you're going to come out with a mighty testimony. I can hear your amen. Close up the cracks on time. First Samuel chapter 30 from verse 1 to 8. Let's run through that. 
First Samuel 31 to 8. Yes, there's a challenge. There's a crisis. But close up the crack. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag. It looked like Lagos. Ezekiel and Lagos together. On the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag, uh, invaded south and Ziklag, and, and burned it with fire. This is a crisis. And are taking captive the women and those who are there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. Verse 3. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been kidnapped. Verse 4. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and what? Wept. When men cry like that, it's not a joke. Until they had no more power to weep. <laughs> Verse 5. And David's two elders, you know, the Jesuits, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, Kamalad, had been taken captive. Verse 6. Now David was even greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But the Lord, but, but David, sorry, strengthened himself. This is the attitude. Many people wait for strength from outside. And kids do that. Our, our, our daughter, uh, the, the, is it the final? I do call the last, last daughter. When you do something wrong to her, until you are able to say sorry very well, the tears won't stop. And you can tell it. You say sorry small, it's a cry. There's a kind of sorry the person is expecting before they stop. When the pain has even disappeared. Now some of us do it as adults. Until the pastor calls you three times. Until all your friends gather in your house. Until uh, before you now receive strength. That might never happen. David strengthened himself in the Lord is God. Can we have this in KJV? Uh, one, one, I think KJV says, David encouraged himself. I want you young man or young woman to encourage yourself today. This is not your final bus stop. This is not the end of your story. It shall come to pass. In 2025, you shall speak of it with laughter. 2024, you shall speak of it with a testimony. Throw yourself into the future and see yourself talking about that challenge with a testimony that I remember four years ago. I remember five years ago. This and this happened. David encouraged himself. In the, you need this attitude in life. Verse 7. So David said to Abiata the priest, Ahimelech's son, priest, bring the effort here to me. And Abiata brought the effort to David. Verse 8. So David inquired or David prayed. Lord, what should I do next? That should be the attitude. Okay, I've lost some things, but what's the next thing? He said, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, oh, come and lift your hands, I will recover all. I will recover all lost seasons, all lost years, lost opportunities. The mercy of God will give me recovery. That is the attitude. But remember, he encouraged himself first. And then he prayed. I pray that God will give you direction this season. So close up the crack. Stop. David could have been crying for months on end, isn't it? Just wailing. But he got himself together and said, Lord, what is the next thing? How do I get my restoration? Yes, I've lost the job. Yes, I, the relationship is over. But Lord, what do I do next? What do I do next? Guide my steps. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. 
Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church for three great services, 7 a.m., 9 a.m., and 11 a.m. At the Goodland, Ifako bus stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Greatness.